Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. So I feel like I should say, wow, it's been a hot minute, but it's actually only been not even 24 hours. No. Except only a select few would know this. There have been few downloads um, until you recognized you listened. I generally don't listen to the show. Um, or sometimes I'll listen like a week or two later. But you wasted no time to listen and then text me immediately saying, take it down, take it down. Oh my God, I was horrified. So we, after a two-month hiatus, we recorded an episode last night and then we um, uh, quickly edited and released, went to bed. And then I went to work today and was informed that we were too drunk to ever do that again. Yeah, we won't be doing that so, ever, um, ever, ever again. So today is take two sober. <laughs> we are completely sober. Okay. <laughs> a little we, Diet Coke, that's a bit of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm caffeinated, slightly caffeinated, but that, that's, a, that's about it. Yeah, so, I was um, horrified. So what are the odds you're going to be able to say everything that you said last night? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Some of the things, I don't even think I know what I said last night. <laughs> That was just ridiculous. Okay. So you 200 people that have an automatic download, you're the only ones on the planet that have that episode. And um, please don't judge us because, you know, we've all been there, right? Uh, As Ted Lasso famously says, I would hate to be judged in my weakest moment. Yeah. And be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. So in case you're not a Ted Lasso fan, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I was going to say, that's on you. Yeah. Uh, great show. Uh, finished its run. I'm sad. It was three seasons. Uh, that They said that they finished the story arc. You know, British shows, it's not a British show, but British shows, it doesn't matter if you're number one. They, if they It's a three-season show that they planned on. They finished in three seasons, and that was how Ted was run. Yeah. So there might be a spinoff. Not, do you not think it's a? It's not a British show? But everybody's on no. the show is British. Because of the location. It'd be, yeah, but it's okay. produced... Yeah, I'm sure there's some British influences, but it was all um, Jason Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence and and Brett. So, anyhow, we did start off talking about why it's been two months since we've done this, and yeah, that is it's all why you. We were drunk. Yeah, it's all your fault, is what I'm trying to say. And it, it was. Yeah, I I we, thousand uh, percent on that. And yeah, we went to we bought a house, and we had barely mentioned that when we stopped recording. Because then that's when you went into high gear. Uh, you've been gone to California every weekend. Yeah, I've been gone a lot. So between my actual job, working at the office, and the house, all of my time has been burnt up. And when I'm home, I the last thing I want to do is do something else that requires mm-hmm. my attention. Right, right. And you, you, those that listen know that you barely give this any attention. So it's... <laughs> That's accurate. So, you know, but, and then right when we had a moment, we went off to Cabo San Lucas for our our 30th wedding anniversary. 30 in a row. So we, we were distracted and then we did actually July 4th weekend. We, I took the gear down to the house and we were going to record there. That didn't happen. It gets really hot there. Um, Palm Desert. (laughs) 
poor Brianna. And we poor brought you. my oldest. Poor you. So, me? You weren't as bad as her, but she, you were like, where's the AC? Oh, yeah. There was no way I was not going to have that on. I know. Why, just... why wouldn't you? I mean, well, it's... because you don't need it that much. 116 degrees? The fuck you don't. <laughs> That's the first thing you're doing is making sure that shit is working. So I uh, spent any... If I wasn't there in the air-conditioned house, I was in the pool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, great place. Um, it's it's our own little version of HGTV. Uh, we watch oh. a lot of that. And- oh, a hundred percent. This was my this was my shot. This this has been something that has been in the works for many years. Originally, it was just you wanted to have the house because your aunt Sherry had a house a couple doors down. Yeah, and you wanted to be nearby. And then as the whole HGTV thing kind of came into our lives, and you know how you sit there and you go, I could do that. Uh-huh. Funny fact, I can do that. Yeah, Holly did. So, and I've actually been very impressed. The the renovation to the, because most of these places, even even home developments, they're going to do everything kind of the same with the similar prefabricated bathrooms and stuff. And the, the idea is for you to go in and make it your own. Well, that's going to be some renovation. You're going to pay a contractor, knock down a wall or something. And so that's what Holly's done. She met the right people. I mean, describe it again for those. <laughs> what was the house like? We had pink countertops. So there's Dusty Rose pink countertops. What do you mean Dusty Rose? Is that a person? It's, it's a style of pink. Because I know Dusty Springfield. From the early 80s. It's it's a it's a style oh. that was from the early 80s. Okay. And then right. I had the So she didn't have a hit song in 1967. Oh, I don't know. But this is <laughs> I She may I, have. I don't know why you throw shit like that at me cuz I don't know. <laughs> um it had like the yellow oak from like the late 70s. All of the counters and all or all the cabinets were like that yellow oak color. Mm-hmm. And then the floor is 13 just under 1300 square feet but it had six different floorings yeah and then somebody had taken all on the same floor all on the same floor yeah it's just one big floor um and then it had um somebody had taken some of the tiles from one of the floorings and thought hey i'll just throw that up around the fireplace because is that what that was uh huh huh so okay then the old lady that I bought it from, she refused to leave her fridge. Now, was it true that she was just an old shut-in that you kicked out? No. What? Oh. That doesn't even make sense. This little old lady that, no, the just, gentrification of the town, and, no, and she, she was just forced she out? She just got divorced and had to sell everything. <laughs> okay. And, okay. My bad. Um, but she, she was bitter that she had to leave, mm-hmm. and so she took the fridge. Maybe she cursed the place. Nope, it's not cursed because it's amazing. <laughs> well, if it is, it's a great curse. Curse um, me again. Curse me again. I want to be cursed. I want to be all those kind of curses. <laughs> um, and so I got into it and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to do that. And then I was like, oh, I've got to do this. If I do that, I got to do this. And then everybody was like, you need to get rid of these countertops. And I was like, I'm not getting rid of the countertops. I'm going to keep the countertops. That's not a that's not a cost I want to ensue. See, I thought you were just going to leave the countertops for now and then eventually replace them. Oh, no. I love the countertops. They're actually my favorite part of the entire house well, now. The, now? Yeah. What, at the time, were you planning to replace them? I didn't really know. Later? I didn't really. I had made the decision that I was going to keep them. Mm-hmm. Was it out of spite because Roger hated them so much? No. Okay. 
No. Roger's my cousin's husband who just basically tells everybody how they should be doing stuff. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, and, but I actually like him. He's nice. Yeah. He, um, but he was like, you have to get rid of And I'm literally, so I, we had a patient come in who was actually a famous artist and I was telling him about these countertops and I was like, I just don't want to get rid of them. And he goes, then make your entire house around these countertops. And that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I love it. It's, I basically have like a weird kind of golden girls, um, mid-century modern theme in the house. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I'm so happy with how it's turned out. We, we're still in the process of doing some things. I have to have my window coverings brought in. Um, and I need to finish the one bathroom. But other than that, I think we're going to hold steady for a little while. And, and in a couple of weeks, we'll be done. We'll, we'll have taken photos and we'll be able to have a link for to try to get rentals. So we, we'll share the link. It, it's not so. going to be a long-term rental and it's not going to be a short-term rental. Um, it'll be a seasonal rental, which is, you know, anywhere from, uh, five to three to five months or yeah, mm -hmm. three to five months. Yeah. So it's not gonna be like an Airbnb where people can do it for a weekend. Yeah. Unless you're a friend of ours and you just pay the cleaning fee and, and we'll th throw you a solid. Yeah. But that, that doesn't mean because you listen to the podcast, we're friends. Yeah. Trust <laughs> me. I, I, I don't know most of you, but it, I'm just really happy with it. I've had a really good response from people who've been by to take a look at it, you know, Mm-hmm. It's been a it's been a good experience. It makes me want to do it again. Well, it, it's there's also something therapeutic uh, to just get the hell out of Washington and go see sunshine. That and I think it's creating something. Mm -hmm. It's a very creative outlet for you, for sure. Yeah, and usually because you were always when we'd watch HGTV and, and you would have opinions on tiles and things, and I just couldn't visualize what it would look like put together. And you, and you were totally, no, I know if we do this and this and, and it, it'll come. And you always then would placate me and pretend that you wanted my opinion on tiles. And then I would choose the wrong one. Then you would let me know that I was wrong and still go with what you chose. And then it always worked. Well, I'm a team player. <laughs> I just, Are you sure? Everybody's, everybody's opinion is valid for them. Just not for my house. Right. So, so why ask for it? Just because I want you to if feel like you're a part of it. Oh, so you're pretending that my opinion matters. In this, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like welcoming you into the kitchen, you telling me how to cook. I never do that. Exactly. <laughs> how would I do that? Usually that's my creative outlet, but <laughs> this has been a different type of creative outlet that I've really actually enjoyed. It's been a little bit frustrating in some aspects, uh -huh. but, um, and not everything is readily available because people aren't, don't have jobs and aren't going to work. Well, there's that, you know, sometimes we were looking for a plumber. Well, there was nobody available in the Valley and no one over in Corona wanted to drive an hour yeah. to do the, we, we did find, cause, cause when we bought the house, it was, um, the end of the season. So everybody was leaving cause it was getting super hot. And I figured it was just the people that lived in, you know, right. these seasonal and rentals. But no, everybody leaves because nobody is there. Yeah. But I did find a great contractor. Yeah. And so I've been incredibly fortunate with that whole shebang. Yeah. No, it, it, it has come out very, very nice. And so looking forward to being able to, to use it when it's not being rented and such. And 117 and degrees. And 117 degrees. 
<laughs> I mean, there's just a, a window of a couple months where it's, it's miserable like that. The rest oh, yeah. of the time, it's fine. Yeah. Because even in, in May, it was Perfect. hot, but it was good. I yeah. mean, I, I, can, I can handle it up to 104 degrees, and I'm fine. And as soon as it gets 105, because I remember it was 108 one time in Vegas and it was perfect. I loved it. But it, yeah. it was just so dry that it, like you're, you, if you were perspiring, it evaporated immediately. So you never actually were sweating. So it was, uh, it was sweet. So I will like it most of the time. Although we're going down next week and we'll see. I got to take photos. So yeah, we need to get our uh, photos taken for the website. So. But yeah, that's so that's the been. that's the main delay. That's and and I'd be curious now that I've already deleted it, the uh, other episode. I'd be curious to know how we described it yesterday. Oh Jesus, I don't even know. Yeah, I was horrified. <laughs> I messaged him. I'm like, "Have you listened to the podcast?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Delete it. You need to delete it right now." What now? Uh, and I'm like, "It can't be that bad." She goes, "We are so drunk." I'm like, uh, "Were we?" So. Yeah. There there was so much of us messing around with our microphones. And that was you. Okay. Cuz that's why I have I don't have the headset anymore cuz I don't want that noise. But it was like there was just <laughs> you so kept much. Doing it. I kept looking at you doing it going, does she not hear that? I didn't hear anything. I was out of my mind. <laughs> it has been a really rough week at, and it just it was chaos from the get-go. Uh-huh. We got a text on Sunday night saying um, all Fort Dent people just know we had vandalism and there's no water. And we're like, okay, that's okay because we do distilled water and we have to do all the fun fact. None of our shit works without water. So apparently the vacuum pump requires water to be pumped into it in order for it to do it. So, cause I figured they said it was going to be done by fixed by 8am. Okay, yeah. fine. The first two, one, two patients will get through and then it'll be fixed. Well, the vacuum doesn't work. So we can't, we have no suction. Yeah, it, and- it's, The whole day started off in chaos. And then our assistant is out of town because she had a family emergency. So we have a temp assistant. And I was just like, I would have liked to have given more attention to her to try to show her where things are, how we do things, all, all the stuff. And I I was trying to get the water. And I'm literally like, just fake it. Yeah. Just fake it. I don't care if you know what you're doing. Just fake it. I don't. It's mm-hmm. chaos in here. I've got people coming in. I had labs that weren't delivering their shit. We hadn't UPS and FedEx weren't showing up when they were supposed to. It was, yeah. it was the whole Monday. It Tuesday, was a Monday, Monday. Yeah, for three days. Well, the whole week was a Monday. <laughs> I just was like, I. The worst Monday is when it's every day. When it's every day. Yeah. So last night I was just not about it. It yeah, just it came was. to a conclusion of drunkenness, and yeah. I apologize to everybody who listened to the podcast. I think both of you should just give us a pass. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we, we did uh, talk. And I said the C word twice, and you didn't bleep it out. That's how come I know that you were drunk. <laughs> well, no, because at the end, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to have to go in and listen and edit this. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I said, I said C word, not the word. I'm like, no, I think. Oh, no, I said. I, I know. I said, I think an hour ago you did. Yes. And then I didn't bother listening for it. I okay. went, I went eh, fuck it. I don't even care. It was it was a potty mouthed. <laughs> but that's rant. every episode. Oh no! It was. <laughs> I'm listening to this. And I'm like, that's I, why one of the person we got a review. I really hope nobody's children were in the car and you listened to that because I just literally sounded like I was off of some rap song. See, I thought it was sound like normal. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> 
Oh, but I do think we had some good content because um, my brother Clint acquired a practice recently. And that whole section was total chaos. Was it? I thought it was beneficial. We had no like train of thought. We had no. We tra- had a train. I have it written. We right have here. tracks that were going like the New York. We, we. It was definitely a tangential. Um, oh my god! And then I would come back. I would circle back because I have it written right here on how I wanted it to flow. I stayed. We got there. It just was not scripted. <laughs> So one of the reasons that I've been we've been meaning to do this, I actually was on Reddit answering a question. Uh, sometimes I look there for content, and then I answered, and someone goes, "Oh my gosh, you're on Reddit!" And I'm like, uh, "Who are you?" Because most of the time Reddit has, you know, fake names, so I don't know who you are. And they never did tell me who they were, but they wanted to, you know, it was it was kind of cool to find out a, a listener who recognized us on on a um, online and. Uh, so, and they, they had requested, hey, can you do more? Con-? I guess they finished their week listening to the show. And it had been a while. And like, when's the next show? I'm working on it. And then it got, and then I said, well, I, we'll explain on the, on the podcast, thinking it was going to be three weeks ago. <laughs> it was like three or four weeks. Because, you know, yeah, it was right before we went on, uh, went to Cabo. So, and that would have only been a few weeks late from the last episode. But now it's an extra three to four weeks since that. So it's been... It's been a hot minute. Um, my brother Clint acquired a practice, and it's if what's interesting the the market in Seattle. I don't know how it is nationwide, and every place is a little bit different. But sometimes, um, I like the housing market. You don't have to even be a good realtor in certain markets to to make a good living selling houses because there's always someone wanting to buy, and it's just always happening. Well, same with uh, with dental practices here in Washington. It's so, it's so much so that I that oh you yeah you ranted on practice brokers. Um, oh, I did uh, because Clint found a, a practice and got a prospectus. And the problem is these practice brokers, to, in order for them to pretend that they have any si- sense of value, is they generate a, a paper report saying why you should buy this practice. And so Clint had this report, a prospectus, talking about the practice and everything, but all of the numbers were bullshit. You know how I know this? Because the dentist that he bought the practice from didn't know how to run the, the software. So if it's going to generate a report, it has to have data. And if you just fudge your data, then the reports are bullshit. Yeah, there was, you know, we've been out to, to help Clint a little bit. And I'm shocked. I'm really shocked at how she was running the practice and that it was still viable. And the first thing I asked the front desk girl, I go, does she like have a sugar daddy or something? Right. Because she can't be making any money. Well, that's why I, I said to Clint, I said, is she independently wealthy or does she, is her husband like just a, a Microsoft millionaire is what we call him here, even if they're working for Amazon. And it, pretty much, yeah, the or significant other. Because there's no way that she's been running the practice the way that she's been running the practice and making money at the same time. I'm pretty sure she operated at, a, at an absolute loss. Yeah. The things that they were writing off were just stupid. Well, I was like, well, maybe this is their their business that's the lost business. You know how you, you will have a successful business and then you'll have a second business that runs at a loss to help compensate for the other business. But you can only run out of loss for five years. Yeah, you just keep opening new businesses and just... Yeah. So, but, I mean... So, th- this was this was a, a, just a hot turd is what this practice was. But the, the building is great. The location is great. Tesla's put in a factory nearby. It, it's it's not far from a bunch of Boeing plants. I mean, 
it, the potential is phenomenal, but right now it's, it, it's essentially a startup because of how bad it's been run. Yeah, but so, I mean, you're right. It's a it's a phenomenal location. It's yeah. a great location. It's one block away from my grandparents' old house. But it's right there in a rapidly growing school district. So if you want to be insurance-driven, you definitely could be. Um, you've got the Tulalip Casino. You've got Boeing. You've got, mm-hmm. I mean, it just depending on what you want to do. So yeah. the, the potential is absolutely there. Uh, it's just, you know, can you afford to grow with it as it, as it happens? So... It'll um, take a lot of time and a lot of commitment on his part to make it successful. It's not going to be something that mm-hmm. can be successful on four hours a day. Right. Yeah. It, that, it's the, that is not even something that could be. Yeah. And we, you noticed that the, the front desk that he had there was someone wanted uh, an early morning appointment. And she said there wasn't anything available Well, because they start at nine or something like that. They and, start at nine or ten. But they wanted to come in at seven and they said they booked them, you know, two weeks out at one o'clock. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. What she wanted and not what the patient would Exactly. And what she's used to doing. So I think her time is uh, limited. Well, she won't be there long. And it also really depends on Clint. If he can be articulate and say, if you want a paycheck, everybody needs to show up at 730 in the morning. Well, and the problem is it's, this, this is where the, we can go biblical. And you can't put new wine in old vases or old bottles. So this person is the way they are, and they're not going to do it the way he wants it. He's going to have to get someone new and have them do it the way he wants it and not the way it's been done. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that she's actually trainable. trainable excuse me. Um, and you're sober? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I definitely think that he's going to have to be like, this is not an option. Mm-hmm. This is not something that I'm asking. If you want to do it, I'm telling you, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I love Clint, but that he, that's not his strong suit. Sure. Yeah, and it'll be interesting where, you know, they've had, they've, I think they've been there. The, the assistant and front desk have been there for like seven years. The front desk has only been there four years. She, she came okay. on right before COVID. All right. But yeah, the assistant was there for seven I don't or something know. long, long know. enough that she thought that she was going to quit and then went and tempt a, a real office and where they actually made her work. And she flipped out and, and made She's sh- like, I don't I'll, I'll keep this job because the the person that Clint bought the practice from is one of those dentists that doesn't allow the assistant to do anything. So that assistant knows nothing. And brings nothing to the table. So honestly, they're just there as an extra personality. To clean up. Turn over the room and be nice to the patients, which has value. Yeah, but that definitely has value. It's going to limit your ability to produce. It's also going to limit your ability to find another job. So yeah, if you don't know anything, you don't know anything. And it, there's a really well. Quick, if they were to leave, if they were to leave, they would they wouldn't be able to keep a job. But yeah. they it wouldn't. It doesn't help Clint keep them right. there. True. They just would leave thinking that they're valuable and then go someplace else and prove they're not and go someplace else and find out they're not. And then finally go someplace going, shit, maybe this isn't the career for me. And then they go flip burgers. Yeah, something. I don't know. That's kind of... The other thing that that was interesting, though, is you found out that a lot of dentists appear... You know, we're making broad generalizations from from a limited sample size, but a lot of dentists, it seems to me, don't know that you don't have to accept the fee schedule that the PPO gives you. But that's that's just round one, and they're assuming they're, you're going to negotiate. But a lot of dentists just go straight up with, okay, and sign. 
and yeah. take this stupid low fee. They just think this is what they have to do. And, you know, in their defense, you guys were never trained to run a business. Nope. And um, I notice, you know, you work for all these DSOs and you hate how they're being run. And then you get into your own practice and you accept the same fees that the DSOs are. So guess what? You have to run your practice the same way or you can't make any money. Mm-hmm. So unless you're willing to negotiate with the insurance companies, you can't take them. Yeah. The, 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 at least fee schedule number one. Because when we were trying to sell the practice a few years ago, we were told that we really it'd be easier to sell if I was already a part of PPOs. So we started joining PPOs to try to make it easier to have a transition. Yeah. That was dumb. But- we did negotiate and we actually negotiated a couple of the fee schedules really weren't that bad. It just comes with contract limitations and, and the mentality of the yeah. patients and, and things like that. But for the most part, but the one of them we signed and then the, with not even a month later, we got a letter saying that they were going to drop the fees by 40%. And we're like, well, we don't even have, you've not even brought any value yet. It doesn't be one thing if we were part of your network for two years or something, and then you did this. And we had a ton of patients with your network. Yeah. So we're like, well, here's, you're giving us 60 days notice. Well, here's our 60 days notice. We'll get off of your stupid PPO. And they seemed really shocked because they kept trying to talk to us saying, wait, maybe we can, what about this? Nope. Get out. Don't care. Well. They brought no value. I didn't need them. I mean. So. And I get a lot of guys right now do need them. You you need that income and that, but you have to have value for yourself. With these hygienists basically raping every doctor that's out there, asking for an astronomical fee when they don't produce that fee right. times three, which is what it costs to have them even there. Well, we, I saw one on on Facebook. She was offering, "I'm available, and I'm a hundred dollars an hour." Keep walking, uh, sister. Yeah. Or $100 an hour, and I require uh, two chairs and a dedicated assistant to help turn over a room. Wow. Um, Go fuck yourself. Maybe Comfort Dental is actually the right model where there's no hygienist whatsoever. Well, and and we've actually been talking about that. We're probably going to go down that road. Yeah. And that's really and truly the only reason to be on any insurances whatsoever. Mm -hmm. If you're an if you're an if you're a a hygiene mill, you you're You, you need that. You need to have a million hygienists going to work and seeing 75 patients a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, so I, I worked, helped out an office that was shorthanded today. This is a DSO. Um, and the, the doctor that I've been mentoring had quit and moved on. And so I was there to do the dentistry, but they already found a replacement. And so when I was me talking with the, the front desk, she was saying how uh, one of the people that they interviewed, because I was saying, wait, there's no hygiene today? Yeah, uh, we only have full-time hygiene Monday to Mondays and Tuesdays. And Lance is like, awesome. I'm like, sweet, no hygiene, awesome. This is this is me, my the best day ever. And uh, but they they had when they interviewed one of the doctors, he required of an office he needed three columns of hygiene and three columns for himself for doctor production to see three people at a time. And I'm like, oh, that would be the worst schedule ever. I, I would hate. I would I would swallow a bullet. That would be the worst day let alone days. Well, and you're doing really shitty work. If you're, it's impossible to be, you might produce, but your overhead was crazy. You, you, you're going, you're putting out fires is all you can do. If you're doing three exams in an hour and you're trying to do three procedures in an hour, even if you're delegating the temporary while you're cutting the crown prep, you think you're being productive, but you really would be better off staggering it so that you're in the chair once. And as soon as you leave, you're never coming back. And then you go to the next chair 
And then the next year, you could conceivably do three columns of your own as long as there's no hygiene. But and depending on the, the mix of procedures and things, but I would much rather see my, my perfect day, two patients, surgery in the morning, delivery of a prosthetic in the afternoon. Yeah, but that isn't the majority of doctors out there. No, yeah, but so if you're if you're looking for advice to the masses, get your fee schedules up. Get one of the books that gives you the the UCRs in your area. So Udell Web uh, has a website, has a company. He sells the UCR tables, so you can find out if based on your own zip code. I think it's like six hundred bucks. Get your uh, Henry Shine, I think, sells something similar. There, there are they are out there, and so you'll be able to get the UCR table for your zip, and it'll be like 50th percentile, 60th percentile, 70th, 80th, 90th percentiles. So you know what the percentiles in your areas are. So also, when you're negotiating your PPO, you'll know what percentile table that fee schedule is. Oh, they're giving me a fee schedule at the 50th percentile. Okay, that's a shit percentile. So I don't want that. So they'll eventually give you a fee schedule that's going to be in the 60th, 70th. I, I mean, honestly, decide what you're worth. If you're a new grad that really doesn't know much and hasn't doesn't have a lot of experience, you're kind of worth the 50th percentile. Yeah. I mean, don't oversell yourself because it's just going to get yourself in trouble. So, But if you've got experience and, and you're cranking and you know what you're doing, you might be worth 80th percentile. So don't accept a 50th percentile fee schedule. But first find out what it is. But know what it is. Yeah. That's why you need to, it's the fee schedules to, to compare. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Secret shop all the offices near you to find out what they're paying? And pay your staff to call them all and pretend that they're patients. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we've had a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it's always fun when people think that we don't know that they're uh, in, affiliated with the dental industry in some way. The questions well, are too specific. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. <laughs> um, what is a 4342 in your yeah, office? If you ask us a code, just tell us what office you work for and we'll maybe help. And unless I hit your your boss and then maybe I'll... Well, we had, we had a very good friend of yours that called and shopped and their office name came up on the phone. I was like, why the fuck are you shopping yeah, me? I texted him saying, hey, uh, we got shopped. And they're oh, damn it. Because I guess they have a phone line that they're supposed to use. And this one person forgot to use that line. And, and so it showed up. It was it was funny. But I'm so. just like, for real people, <laughs> just get, get your own UCR table and... Seriously, you guys need to study that and pick out your top 20 codes that you do. It's not that you want to negotiate all 7,000 codes. Mm -hmm. You only want to negotiate the codes that you do the most. Years ago, uh, Delta would give us a a disc that we would, and and the disc, for those who remember, floppy discs came in a hard case, you know, the three and a half inch floppies. And, uh, but it was set to, you could only use it 10 times. And so 10 attempts, if you didn't get it, then you were stuck for another 90 days and or 180 days, however many at the time. Well, I, I, apparently I was really smart because I copied the disc and made copies of the copies so I could go play with it, the algorithm over and over and over again until I got one that was acceptable. And what I found was if I dropped the fee of uh, a stainless steel crown, like a pedo. Something you don't do. I don't do pedo. So what should have been like a $250 procedure, I... I dropped down to five bucks and it allowed me in their algorithm to inf- increase the fees of my other things to actually really decent fees. Um, but then I found out that that actually goes to the database 
and I was kind of hurting the pediatric dentists because now that my five dollars was was in the same pool as the, the the other mix, and so it was actually hurting well, them. Why would you want to work on children anyway? I know clearly they're they're on drugs, um, and drugs are bad. So, um, yeah, so I made a, a, a bunch of copies. They don't do that. They they learned it. Now they have websites to to apply with, and and, and then they've made it even more challenging. It's just it's just dumb at this stage. We're getting out of that game completely. So, anyhow. Then, what else did we say? Um, oh, and then a server went down. Like, day four of the whole thing. The, oh, at Clint's office. Yeah. But they were able to use a workstation as a server while the server got fixed. But I, I, I told them, I said, look, there's certain things you're going to need to spend good money on. And one is, if your practice is... The lifeblood is the the server. Have a really good server. Yeah, if you have can't backups, do anything, have I, I have a company that I I had him, told them to use because I said, "Who are you?" He, he sends me a, an invoice of who they've been using. It, it, it was such a low fee that I'm like, "There's no way they're doing anything other than hosting your phone number or so, something, something in autopilot that was worthless." So I mean, I I spent at least ten times what he spends. Well, and but, you don't have to spend a fortune on everything, but there's certain things that you do have to invest quality mm-hmm. money in. You know, like just imagine what happens if your computers don't work. If if your if your X-rays are all on the computer and you can't take one. Well, yeah, there goes that I mean, money. we learned real quick how much we need water, and and we yeah. thought we were fine. We were like, oh shit. Well, and then when the the vacuum didn't work, when I first bought my practice, the guy that I bought from also had a contracting business. And so he was using a nail gun compressor because his main compressor broke. And so he was using the nail gun and just using that only. And and I thought, shouldn't that big thing right behind it be working? But he, well, eventually Burkhart came out and said, hey, what the hell is this? And, and we got the other thing fixed and, and quit using the nail gun compressor. But I started thinking, you know what? I should probably know what I could do in a pinch if the vacuum did die. Do I have a backup? Is there something I can swap out in a pinch? Because if I spent an, a, an entire day trying to, to get up, back up and running, that's a day's production that, that it cost me. So yeah. that might be a $5,000 uh, machine to have as a backup. But what's the value of an entire day being lost? Probably at least oh, yeah. that. So come up with a backup plan is, is what I'm saying here is, is know how, what you can do, at least to, to MacGyver the thing to get you through the day, uh, uh, get till someone professional can come out and, and make sure you're up and running. Yeah, that was very, I mean. That, uh, Monday sucked. That was just. Yeah, that was just a that rough was a bad time. day. Bad, bad day. We just had a moment. It was. Oh, that was the other thing that was funny was they didn't know how to run their software so much. They hadn't rolled the month since 2007. Yeah. And I was like panicking. I'm like, okay, your liability on this is astronomical. You, none of uh, every single note in your system can be edited. And if you get audited and that's something that they come up with, all it does is look like you're trying to be super sketch and, but I was like, this is how come they don't know how much, how many new patients they've had this month. Mm-hmm. They don't know none of this because they've never rolled their month. So I went in and programmed it to roll the month mm-hmm. on the 1st of July. I've not yet heard how that went. <laughs> 
I'm sure it was. I did tell everybody. I'm like, I, I've got it scheduled. So just know that you have to get your chart notes done. Because if you, you can't leave your chart notes from Friday for Monday, because by the time you come in, it's going to be a new month. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little worried about that. A little bit worried about that. But yeah, that's, um, I want Clint to be successful. And so, yeah, so we're, we're willing to help him out whenever we can. Just not on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but other than that, we'd be, <laughs> I swear it seems like every Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Clint's like, can you come help me? I'm like, dude, I cannot come on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. I can come it's any other day. It's just a non-negotiable. Day. I'm like, my, our shit storm is in the works on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 It's, it's been great though. I mean, I think I think it's gonna be really, really good, and I'm there for it. I'm there to help him, whatever he needs. All right. So I think that's pretty much caught up from what we had said yesterday. We had other little banter tangents that that ate up there. There was more a than, lot of tangents. So, but I did have a couple other thing um, things that uh, well, actually we didn't talk about yesterday. Uh, one of the things that because I'll try to take notes sometimes during the week based on interactions and uh, on things that we should probably talk about. So a a listener had messaged saying, um, asking about clocking out at the end of the day. Um, Or did we talk about that? Where you got uh, teammates that are such good friends that Becky wants to clock out? We did talk about that. We talked about that in a a different podcast. Okay. Then I might have used that and not deleted it when I was adding the notes. Well, that, that wrapped up a lot faster than <laughs> <laughs> so did uh, was there anything else that had, had happened in the last 24 hours that we should have covered um I'm trying to think I I don't remember a, we covered a lot of stuff yesterday <laughs> well some of our tangents led to other things of like oh yeah and then and then yeah I just Want to welcome us back? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, we were talking about because one of the things we talked about was the the fact I had a, a friend from high school ask, "Hey, have you been to Colmar?" And I said, "Yeah, uh, actually, in in March we went to Colmar on the way to a meeting, and they wanted some some advice where to go, what to do, what to see." And I said, "Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to think about it, and I'm, I'll text you tomorrow." And then the next day, I said, "Actually, listen to our podcast. Uh, we talked about that." And, and it'd be a lot more thorough if you just listen to that. And so then um, a couple of days go by. I'm like, um, did you listen to? I mean, we always make fun of, you know, how do you know when someone's into CrossFit? They always, they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know when someone has a podcast? Well, they'll they'll tell you about it and want you to listen. And so I was afraid I was going to sound like that. Hey, did you listen to my podcast? Because, eh. I mean, it's a dental podcast. She's not a dentist. She just went to high school with me. Yeah. So, but that one was mostly travel. And so she, a couple days ago, I'm like, she goes, well, I'm going to listen Thursday. And I'm like, oh, this is the, the normal. Um, I can maybe, it, it, she's going to start pushing off, pushing off. And then I'll, I'll take the hint and then, then walk away. A week goes by. I finally said, hey, did you ever listen? She goes, oh my God, I haven't listened, laughed so hard on a podcast ever. That was great. And so, and I told her uh, that actually we were thinking about either retiring this dental one because it's bullshit and, and just do a travel podcast but in all actuality, we'll probably just do both. So, Or we'll just do one one month and then the other <laughs> the next month because that's kind of where we're at. That's about the pace that we're going. Um, but it's just the travel one. 
because uh, people keep asking us about what to do, where to go, things, because we travel so much. I do think we have a lot to contribute because we can tell people, like, if someone was to go to the south of France, that we could tell them, go make some some perfume up at Fasana, or um, what the hell's the name? It starts with an F up in Eze, um, in Fragonard. <laughs> starts with an F. rolls off your tongue. Fragonard is, is an amazing place up in Eze. It's a beautiful town. It's it's above Nice. Um, as as you're driving out of Nice, it goes up a, up a hill, just zigzags up and up and up, and all of a sudden you're in this this town, this picturesque town, just beautiful, and that's where Fragonard has uh, one of their. Um, then it turns into a things. walking city, and then it's a walking walk across this little path bridge thing, and it's just all the hanging flowers and wisteria and stuff. It's just beautiful. So, Eze's not exactly unknown. But it's certainly uh, maybe not as well known as Cannes or Nice, and so we we tend to do things off the beaten path and kind of quirky and, and fun. But part of it is we we always rent cars, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are really afraid to drive in another country. Well, the nice thing about Europe is unless you're in England, it drives on the, the correct side of the road. Yeah, so, but you have p- people that get really freaked out at the fact they can't understand the signs. They can't definitely I mean, have a GPS. That's at least going to get you in the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, uh, without yeah. the GPS, I used to really pride myself on the. I, I would buy an atlas or a roadmap or whatever be, from Barnes and Noble before we would go, and I would map it. I would study it. I would. I, I would know how to get there. Love a Thomas guide. Yeah, they don't really have a Thomas guide. They actually here. do. Oh, not in Europe. Okay. Yeah. So the, um, but as soon as GPS became as ubiquitous ubiquitous as it's become, my little skill meant nothing. Um, so GPS is the way to go. It'll, it'll make it less, um, scary. mysterious and scary. Uh, I think that's the way I think when we were in, in, in January, when we were in Spain, we didn't rent a car and that's yeah. what I think one of the reasons you didn't really think Spain was much of a fun trip because yeah. I like to explore the, we did the walking exploration of the cities, but we didn't the in between when you were driving along and then you just pull over and, and have lunch at this Random, random place. place and meet the family and all that kind of stuff. You totally miss out when you take a train. So, so anyway, we'll be eventually doing a travel one too. But uh, so stay tuned for that. So that tuned. should be fun. That'll be that'll be good. All right, so we should wrap this up and let me edit and ed- put it all together. For those of you that did listen to the other podcast, again, I apologize to your children <laughs> in the back seat. It was it was a thing. So, we ended, you know, how did we end yesterday? Oh, we did put a shout out to the new um, biography thing for Wham. Okay, that's where I'm going. And it was so good. And it, it made me completely forget how much I, lo- or helped me to remember how much I really loved Wham mm-hmm. in the 80s because I'm old. And, yeah, go out and watch that. That's totally yeah, a good I, watch. Yeah, I was... I've been meaning to, to listen and, and all that and um, just hadn't and finally did. And it was great. And uh, I'd forgotten how many songs that George Michael is just an amazing, was just an amazing uh, songwriter. Yeah. And uh, amazingly talented was, yeah. was great. So we're going to finish with 
Wake me up before you go, go. Right, there you go. Oh, and uh, apparently that that came out because uh, George Michael had spent the night at Andrew Ridgely's house once. Andrew had gone to bed but left a note for him and accidentally wrote down, wake me up uh, before you, you go, and and realized, oh, he said you, you twice. So he put go, go to finish, to be symmetrical. And because of that, George Michael wrote the song using wake me up before you go, go. And so, we love it. On that note. Okay. Love you. You put the boom boom into my heart. You send my soul sky high when your loving starts. Do the bug into my brain. It goes to bang, bang, bang till my feet do the same. But something's bugging me. Something ain't right. My best friend told me what you did last night. You left me sleeping in my bed. I was dreaming, but I should have been with you instead. Wake me up before you go, go. Take me.